Lacrosse's official forecast. And the weather today, it's cold. Uh, we've got 45 degrees outside right now, which is t- about 20 degrees warmer than it was this morning when I uh, first woke up. So I guess it's warming up a little bit. Uh, and it's going to be a little bit warmer today than it was yesterday, too, uh, with the high getting up to about 60 degrees, nice, bright, sunny uh, skies, but it's going to be a little bit breezy out there, too, with winds coming out of the west-southwest uh, at 10 to 20 miles an hour. Those winds are going to die back tonight, and it's going to be a beautiful night to get outside and do a little bit of stargazing, maybe have a fire or something, who knows. But uh, the lows are going to kick back to about 38, so it might get to be a little bit chilly. Uh, look it out through the rest of the week. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow, we've got a high of 63 and sunny. Monday, 68 and sunny. Back into the 70s on Tuesday with a high of 72 and sunny skies. And some possible rain in the forecast on Wednesday with highs of 63. Hey, we can use the rain. I hope we get it. We'll be right back here at 1410 WIZM and the Plant Doctor Show in just a minute. Go ahead and give me a call or shoot me a text. The number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914. And we will be right back. The cra- in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the monster match it was a graveyard smash it caught on in a flash he did the monster match from my laboratory I love this time of year. The ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrode. Oh, good morning, and welcome to 1410 WIZM, the Plant Doctor Show. Uh, yeah, for the next couple of weeks, we'll be doing some Halloweenish type songs, I think, to start the show. But, uh,. You know, I wanted to start the show off uh, today with something I was supposed to answer last week, very honestly. Uh, But unfortunately, uh, we had Corey Malice come in. Well, no, actually, fortunately, we had Corey Malice come in uh, to uh, talk about, you know, some of the weather phenomenon and such. Uh, But unfortunately, that made for a little bit of a hectic show, and I totally forgot to uh, bring it up. And I had a lady call up two weeks ago uh, with a question about where to find an anti-desiccant. And uh, because she was going around and nobody knew what an anti-desiccant was. And uh, at these uh, stores, and they should have, but they didn't. But uh, unfortunately, today's workers are, a lot of them, uh, they're not as knowledgeable as they used to be. Uh, but, uh, I've got the answer for that today. And I also want to talk about other things that we could be doing, uh, getting things ready for winter. Uh, you know, summer's wrapped up. Uh, we've had a couple of frosts. We've had a hard freeze last night and it's time to start toning down the, uh, gardens and getting them, you know, things all set for, uh, 
the snow. But as always, if you've got a question about anything that's green or growing, go ahead and give me a call. Shoot me a text. Number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914. And we've got one caller uh, that's been waiting uh, on hold since before we started the show, so I'm going to go ahead and shoot to him first. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? Good morning. It's Tom. Hey, Tom. What can I do for you? Yeah, I was going to spray some Creeping Charlie this weekend, but right now it's a little breezy, and mm-hmm. I got some of that four-speed. Okay. Uh, but I put on the uh, instruction manual that comes with it. I've read it front to back, top to bottom, inside and out, and I cannot see an area where it says what the longevity is to allow pets back on the turf. Really? Or when it's, it should when it's be, safe with pets. It should be right in the beginning of it. Uh, the very beginning of the, uh, instructions, it should have, uh, the section that says, uh, warnings and, uh, stuff like that. And I believe it's after it's dry. Okay. But I don't know that for sure. I'll tell you what, when we take a break for news, I'll try to look it up really quick for you. And, uh. But it should be right there in the uh, beginning of the uh, label. Okay, I'll look again, and if you come across it, just uh, preach it on the radio, and I'll hear it. Okay, will do. And if not, I do have a label at home, and if I can't find it uh, you know, uh, during the break, I will look it up when I get home, and I'll have it for you next week, okay? All right. Thank you, sir. Okay, you have a good day. Well. Bye-bye. And, yeah, I'm glad he did that. That is something that everybody should do uh, anytime you pick up any uh, chemical uh, before you go out there and use it. And, uh, you know, if you put it away for a year and you're only using the stuff once a year, read it again. Uh, you know, when you pick uh, up the you know pesticides again, always read the labels. And that goes for professional uh, appliers, too. Uh, there's been the time that I thought I was mixing up a chemical. For some reason, I thought it was supposed to go in at three-quarters of an ounce per gallon. And that's what I was putting. That number got stuck in my head for some reason, and that's what I was doing for almost an entire season until I finally picked up the label and I was reading it's was wound up being one ounce per gallon. It's like, hmm, that's why I was having so many issues with weeds this year. But, uh, yeah, you never know what you're going to forget or get numbers mixed up inside your head. And when you're dealing with a bunch of different chemicals, it's very easy for that to happen. So uh, always read the label. There is a wealth of information on it. But uh, going back to uh, the anti-desiccant spray, now, uh, first off, an anti-desiccant is basically something that you put on the plant to protect it from getting freezer burnt during the wintertime. Uh, you know, the cold, dry winds blow, and uh, it dries out the plant. And this is a coating that goes on the plant. Uh, it leaves kind of, uh, for loss of a better word, a waxy coating, but it's not really waxy, you know, like where you would scratch a candle but it leaves a uh, coating that slows down the evaporation from uh, moisture inside the plant. And this can be applied anytime the temps are above freezing. And you should be reapplied about midwinter if you get the chance. And usually we get a January thaw, and that's a perfect time to go out there and do it. Uh, now, if you put it on now, 
and we had a, it's not in the forecast, but if we had a bunch of rain uh, between, you know, now and when everything gets, you know, cold permanently, you're probably going to want to reapply it again. So generally, I usually wait till later on in the fall to uh, put down an antideskin. And it, besides which, if you're going to be spraying any uh, deciduous shrubs or anything that has leaves where they fall off of it, uh, you're going to want to wait till the leaves drop anyhow before you spray. So uh, once you put the stuff on, it seals the plant up, but it does wash off with, uh, you know, a few rain showers or snow that's melted. So uh, that's why I say you want to reapply it about midwinter thaw. All it has to do is wait for a day where the temps are above freezing. And uh, when you apply this product, you want to make sure you cover all the exposed surfaces of the plant, if possible. Now, if you're spraying it onto a tree, which you know you might go ahead and do it to some uh, like fruit trees or something like that, and a larger sense, uh, you can spray the trunk, but I wouldn't. Uh, the secondary and tertiary branches are the ones that you want to be worried about. Now, not all plants need to be sprayed. However, there are some, such as uh, some of the bluish-colored evergreens, that you should not spray. Now, this doesn't go for all the bluish-colored uh, evergreens. Uh, some of them... Uh, there's, uh, what types are there out there? Uh, blue star junipers, blue spruce, uh, a lot of your uh, upright juniper bushes. Uh, that bluish color that you see on them is actually a uh, coating. It's like a very fine powdery coating that is over the top of the needle. And in some cases, applying an antidesicant spray will wash that coating off. It doesn't grow back. So you will be left with a green bush instead of a bluish-colored bush. It will not hurt it, but it uh, will change the color. So uh, you should always do a little test spray in the back of uh, the bush and, you know, some inconsequential place. And, uh, you know, that way there you'd be sure. Now, if you have an evergreen with uh, true leaves like a holly or azalea, uh, then you go ahead and spray right over the top of the leaves. Okay, and as far as uh, the different formulations, it comes in a lot. Uh, you can get ready to use spray bottles uh, or concentrated formulas, uh, which need to be mixed up and you know uh, put into a sprayer, either a pump sprayer or know uh, you know whatever type uh, to uh, use for applying it to the trees if you're going to be going up overhead i would uh, probably recommend going to a two and a half to a three gallon pump sprayer if you don't have a power sprayer and that way there you know you can adjust the nozzle to reach up high and you could also mix uh deer repellent and animal repellents uh, with uh anti-desiccant sprays but always do a jar test first. Uh, a jar test is where you mix the chemicals up uh, to the same proportion uh, that you would use in their sprayer, and then you sit them in a glass jar and let them uh, wait for 24 hours and see if there's any type of reaction. I have been in this business uh, for over 40 years, and I've only had a reaction happen one time, 
And it's not something that you want to have happen to you if you're out there spraying. Now, on to where you can purchase it. And uh, I'm not going to say any particular brand works better than another. But uh, they're all pretty much the same thing. And there's a couple of them that I found uh, locally. Uh, any store that sells landscape supply should carry these products, even though they may not realize when you ask them for an anti-desiccant. But if you ask them for something called wilt-proof or wilt-stop or something along those lines, they'll say, oh, that's stuff. Okay, sure. And you can go ahead and get it. And I know that uh, both Menards, Walmart, and uh, Home Depot carry uh, Wilt Proof and Wilt Stop. So there's a place that you can go out and get those products, and they should work just fine for you. Okay, we got one more caller on hold. Let's jump over to the phone lines. Good morning. You're, they're gone. So oh, there we go. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? Hi, this is Jan. Hi, Jan. What can I do for you? Well, I'm wondering when is a good time to spray that um, spray for Creeping Charlie? Right now. Uh, well, if it's not windy out right now, uh, the uh, main thing that you want to be concerned about with that is drift. Uh, and when we'll push it on to other plants and such. Now, uh, for taking out Creeping Charlie, after you've had a hard freeze last night uh, in most areas, the uh, plants begin to weaken. And as soon as you have a nice warm day after a hard freeze, it's the best time to uh, hit it. And you'll get okay. a much better, uh, you know, uh, effect from uh, using it. Okay? Okay. And um, did, I missed some of the what you had said earlier um, I'm sorry, I had you on speaker and I didn't understand what you said. Okay. But um, did you say right now? Yes, right now. And, and watch I, for drift. Yeah, uh, if it's uh, windy in your area, you don't want to uh, do that because it can take out other plants. So right. you need to, uh, you know, keep that in mind. But uh, this time of the year, as long as we've had a hard freeze, which is uh, what we had last night, uh, you should be good to go. Okay. Thank you very much. You're quite welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? Good morning. This is Tom Klein. Hey, Tom. How's it going? Good. Uh, I have a roll of asparagus I've had for three years now, and when should I cut the foliage down, in now or in the spring? Okay. You cut it back down. Uh... In the fall, uh, in, the, in the fall, right. yes, after uh, the leaves drop is generally when I do it. That way there, any seeds that are uh, up on the uh, plant still will have a chance to fall off and get down into the soil. Okay, uh, so I should wait uh, a little bit longer, huh? Yes. Okay, until the leaves are going off the trees and I can trim it down then. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you. Okay, you have a good day, sir. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And we're going to have to stop here and take care of a little bit of business. We've got a couple of callers on hold. We'll get to them in just a couple of minutes here at 1410 WYZM. We will be right back. Now it's time to call in with your plant or lawn questions. 785-1410-AM and 92.3-FM. And we're back, and we've got a couple of callers on hold. 
Uh, I tried to answer the second one there. Unfortunately, they never uh, picked up, so I put you back on hold. Please do me a favor and turn your radios down. Uh, it gives us terrific free feedback here in the studio, and it just blasts our ears. It kind of sounds like chalk on a blackboard, but or you know, styrofoam in the winter. <laughs> but uh, we. Go ahead and shoot over to the phone lines. If uh, you have a question about anything green or growing, go ahead and give me a call or shoot me a text. The number down here at Wisdom is 605-785-7914. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? Todd, are you there? Yes. Here you, here you go. I forgot to hit a button. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, what can I do sure. for you, Todd? I am uh, having a newly established lawn starting to grow, a bunch of grass seed that was planted about two and a half weeks ago, and it's just starting to peek through Mm -hmm. with a lot of watering that we've been working on to keeping it wet. Um, Now that we've had a a freezing frost and a killing frost, is it going to grow any further, or do I need to keep it uh, watered now into the next um, couple weeks to try to get it to grow more, or the seeds that haven't grown? Or is it kind of done till spring? What I would do, Todd, is keep watering until the ground freezes. Not a frost, but until the ground itself starts to freeze. Uh, okay. Because you're going to have uh, grass seed that's going to start popping st- or going to keep popping still. Uh, right now, you've probably got, if it's been about two weeks, your uh, rye grasses have uh, sprouted or are sprouting. Uh, then will come your fescues, and if we go back into a warm patch, you might even still get some bluegrass popping. Bluegrass takes six to eight weeks for it to uh, germinate. But the thing is, once that grass germinates, uh, and a frost is not going to knock it uh, directly into dormancy either, but uh, once that grass germinates, it doesn't have any root system to speak of uh, yet. So it's going to have to get roots. So uh, give it, water it about once a day. Uh, allow it, you know, the roots to uh, grow. Give it about, oh, I'd say a good quarter to a half an inch of uh, water per day, preferably in the morning. That way there uh, the lawn will have a chance to dry out. Uh, once it dries, it's going to start sending roots down and in search of water. And, uh, you know, by the time you come around uh, tomorrow to uh, water again, uh it won't be long enough for the grass to actually be damaged. Okay. Okay. Good. Thank you for your help. Appreciate it. You're quite welcome, Todd. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there we go. And uh, that gives us one more caller. Let's jump straight over to it. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? This is Karen. Hi, Karen. What can I do for you? Just a second. I'm going to turn you off the speaker. Hello? Hi. Um, the reason I'm calling is last week my husband called in about a, um, a new tree that we had planted. It's a Sierra Sienna maple. Okay. And you had recommended for fertilizer um, potash with the highest number being potash in the fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And I've been calling all over and can't find that fertilizer. Hmm. That's odd. Uh, okay. The fall is not the time to put down any type of nitrogen uh, fertilizer into trees. Yeah. Uh, that nitrogen is, 
It tells a plant to, it'll uh, start pushing leaves. It'll make it grow uh, taller. Uh, in all essence, it's like giving a kid sugar before he's supposed mm-hmm. to get bed. So that's why you want to stay away from nitrogen this time of year. Uh, yes. The, the potash is the last number on the fertilizer, and I, you could use it. Uh, uh, you, it's not a must, uh, but just uh, look for bone meal. Bone meal is potash, okay. pure potash. And these places should have bone meal, I would think. Okay, the only place I did find that kind of new, and that was um, Home and Co-op. Okay. And um, with that stuff, do you just sprinkle it around the tree with your hand, or do you use a fertilizer spreader, too? I just use my hand, to be honest with you. Wash off your hands when you get done. uh, I don't believe it's poisonous in any way, shape, or form. So uh, it isn't a whole lot you put down, but you put down enough to fertilize it. Right, and you sprinkle it right around the uh, drip line of the tree up to the trunk. Uh, That's basically as far out as the uh, roots will grow as uh, the tips of the branches. And, uh, you know, water it in. And like I said, bone meal is potash. So, uh, oh, okay. If you can't find it listed as potash, try looking for bone meal. Now, do you really have to, should I be doing that to mature trees, too, that we've had? No, no. Mature trees are going to have the roots already. (laughs) Okay, that uh, was my question, and thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Okay, no problem. You have a great day now. You, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bone meal is, or potash, is uh, basically there to encourage root growth. Uh, with the mature plant, you don't really need that at the you know stage of the game. Uh, but if you're popping in a, a new plant this time of the year and you want those roots to get you know going before winter sets in, yeah, some bone meal will help. Okay, that's going to take us to our news break, and we'll be right back here at 1410 WYZM, the Plant Doctor Show, in just a minute or two. Give me a call, shoot me a text, 608-785-7914, and we will be right back. CBS News Brief. Three people are dead after a truck bomb damages a key Russian supply route to Ukraine. This as Ukraine President Zelensky sounds skeptical of President Biden's warning of a Russian nuclear attack. They don't know if they will use or they will not use. I think that... And we are back here at uh, 1410 WYZM, The Plant Doctor Show. Uh, we had a caller earlier on the show. Uh, he went ahead and uh, picked up a product that I recommended. For Speed XT, uh, which is used to uh, rid the weeds in your lawn, and uh, he was have had a question on the, he was reading the label and he could not find uh, where it uh, stated uh, the re-entry period for uh, humans or pets. I guess he has a dog too, and I know I can't say enough. You should read these labels every time you pick up uh, the package. But I will admit, they can be tricky at times finding information if you're looking for something particular like that. And I was right. Uh, I had told him it was at the beginning of the label. Uh, If you go right down to, uh, you'll see a box that has agricultural use requirements. And then underneath it has non-agricultural use requirements. And it says the requirements in this box apply to uses of this product 
that are not within the scope of the worker protection standard for agricultural pesticides. The WPS applies uh, when this product is used to produce agricultural plants on farms, forests, and nurseries or greenhouses. For turf use, do not allow people other than the applicator or pets on treatment during the application. Do not enter the treatment area until the spray has dried. So it's right on that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, when the spray dries. So, okay, let's see. Back to... Where are we here? There we are. And uh, today we are talking about things that we can do to get you know, our gardens and our landscapes ready for autumn. Uh, our summer's pretty much spent at this point. Uh, last night is definitely going to put a damper on any of the uh, remaining uh, flowers and stuff that we had outdoors. So, uh, you know, it's time to start thinking about, you know, cleaning up and getting ready for winter. And part of this, and I hate to say it, but it is weeding. Now, not only does having a weed-free garden look so much cleaner out there going into the fall months, number one, if you go out there and weed, it makes blowing leaves or raking leaves out of uh, the gardens a heck of a lot easier. Uh, You know, any of the uh, leaves that fall down from the trees, uh, they get caught up in the weeds. And they don't like to blow out as easy. So uh, that's, you know, one good thing about it. And the other is it just looks so much nicer. And uh, it looks clean until we get covered with snow. And there is actually a third uh, benefit from uh, going out there and do the weeding this time of year. And anytime you loosen the soil, you're bringing up seeds from uh, underneath the uh, ground. And a lot of those seeds, a lot of those weed seeds will die when exposed to a uh, frost. So uh, having them up to the uh, surface, uh, when they're in the ground, they're protected. Uh, but uh, when they're up on the surface, they're not. Uh, a lot of those weed seeds will die. You know, granted, it is not the nicest thing to have to do. Uh, you know, one, we're all about sick of weeding by the time fall gets around. But it is a really good uh, practice to get into. And uh, you can go ahead and you know, get out there, get it done. It'll be the last time you're doing it for the season. And once it's done, you'll have a much nicer uh, garden to look at. Now, uh, also with something that we can be doing, and you know, you don't have to, everybody thinks that you have to get out there and cover your rose bushes and everything before uh, we have a freeze like we did last night. The answer is really no. If you're wanting to protect buds or uh, blooms, yeah, uh, covering them will help. But it's uh, if you haven't uh, covered them, you don't have to worry about the health of the bush yet. Uh, roses can freeze, no problems. And uh, But the time that you want to uh, go ahead and stick a rose cone over that, Number one is I wait for a freeze to kill off the uh, buds and blooms that are on it. And then I'll go ahead and I'll prune the bush back. And I'll prune it down pretty drastically too. And uh, then I'll go ahead and pop a rose cone over the top of it and cover it for the winter and call it quits. 
now, like I said, you don't have to worry about the plan if uh, you didn't do that yet, though. Uh, you've got plenty of time to get that done. Now, there's a lot of other tender plants out there as well uh, that will benefit from being covered. Oh, uh, some of your plants like uh, willow or uh, uh, viburnum, um, they like to be protected from the winter winds. And But, you know, they're a little bit too big to wrap a rose cone around. And when I say willow, I don't mean like the tree weeping willow. There's a lot of ornamental willows out there. Uh, so what you can do is go ahead and pop some stakes into the ground and uh, wrap those stakes with burlap. And uh, you can pick up burlap at any store, uh, you know, that sells uh, fabric. I know uh, Walmart even carries burlap. And uh, you can buy it by the yard generally. And go ahead and run that around the trees or uh, shrubs. Then go ahead, and this gives you a place to put your leaves that come down from the uh, trees in the fall. Go ahead and fill that uh, space up with the leaves. And that makes an excellent uh, mulch, a, you know, a protection blanket from any of the uh, wintry temps. And a very, very good uh, job. Uh, you just want to make sure that the outer branches do not touch the burlap. Uh, if they touch the burlap, those tips will freeze. And it looks like we have a caller coming in, so we're going to go ahead and jump back to the uh, radio or back to the phone. Say, if you got a question about anything green or growing, go ahead and uh, give me a call or shoot me a text. The number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? Nancy. Can you turn down your radio, please? Um, yes, I was wondering in regard to hostas. Okay. At this time of the year, do we cut them down, we divide them, replant them, or do you do that in the spring or you... Okay, hosta uh, generally melt the first time they get hit with a uh, frost. Uh, they go from looking beautiful to ick overnight. And uh, at that point, you go ahead and cut them down. Cut them down to ground level. But don't cut them down yet. Well, it, I guess it's going to depend on where you're at. Um, hostas in my neck of the woods would have uh, been froze last night. Okay. Uh, if and, you're in town, maybe you didn't uh, have a frost yet, so, you know, may, you might get a little bit more time out of them. Okay, then divide them and replant them in the spring? or. Yep, or, and if you want to go ahead and divide them at this point, go ahead. You can go ahead and do that now. And replant them, okay. Mm -hmm. Just make sure they stay well watered, though, until the ground freezes, okay? Well, water. If I, but then if it ground freezes, then would it be a good time to divide them and replant them then? You want to get it done before the ground freezes. Replanting before, or wait till the spring. Uh, yeah, or wait till the spring. It's best to do it now, because uh, even though the tops of the plants die off, and this goes for all plants, uh, when winter dormancy hits, it's only from the crown up that goes dormant. Right now, the uh, roots are going to be growing at a phenomenal rate, so uh, much quicker than they do in the springtime, because during the spring, all the growth is going. You know, energy is being directed upwards. Uh, right now, the energy is going to the uh, roots. So okay. it's a great time for the plants to get, you know, uh, set into the uh, ground. So that's why I like doing fall plantings. As a oh, I see. Spring. And then lilies of the valley, cut them way down. They'll still come back. Mm -hmm. yes. well, and 
go ahead and cut them down. Uh, you can cut them down if you wish. I n- actually never used to cut mine down. I just let them melt over and be done with. Okay. And then re- time to replant them now, too, if I'd want them somewhere or yep. dig them up? You can go ahead and dig up a, a clump of them and uh, pop them somewhere else. No problems. Again, just okay. make sure you uh, water them well. And then irises? Irises. You can go ahead and uh, plant the bulbs now. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, thin them out or, uh, you know, move them if you wish. Uh, now, irises, you, I we cut ours down about two weeks ago, I believe. Uh, the leaves had stopped, uh, you know, they turned yellow and we're starting to wilt. And as soon as that happens, that's when you can go ahead and do that. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You're quite welcome. And you have a great day. And thanks for the call. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that leaves us a couple of text messages. Uh, let's see. First one here is, hi, Mike. Uh, what do you think of the city's new leaf it? program for leaving leaves on the lawn. I haven't heard about this one. If anybody knows anything about this, please give me a call right now. I would love to hear about this. Uh, number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914. Uh, leaf it program for leaving leaves on lawn? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Uh, They can't be meaning to do that. Please, if uh, you've heard anything about this or can direct me uh, to anything about it, uh, please let me know. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, this sounds... They had uh, no mo may, so I suppose leaf it is a they think is going to be a good idea too. Trust me, if it is as it sounds, don't do it. You will not have a lawn come next year. Leaves will kill your lawn. They block the sunlight. Uh, it's just, it doesn't work for a lawn. You know, if you're talking about a woodsy area or something like that, you know, fine and dandy, go for it. Uh, I wouldn't bother cleaning out woods either. But out in the lawn, no, definitely not. Uh, it blocks the sunlight. It acts as a blanket. Moisture is going to uh, stay down there over the uh, winter, and it's going to uh, create a wet area that does not breathe, and it will be a breeding ground for disease. I guarantee it. Uh, this, If they're really doing that, that's dumber than no mo may, to be very honest with you. I'd love to hear what lame brain came up with that idea. Got an idea who it might have been, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut in that respect for right now. But uh, please, if uh, you have any information on that, please let me know. Uh, Go ahead and shoot me an email, too, or uh, you can message me on the Facebook page, The Plant Doctor of La Crosse. I'd greatly appreciate it. I really hope that maybe that was a joke and they didn't really mean that. I could hope that it's a joke. Okay, uh, let's see. Hi, Mike. Can we trim an, the arbovitae hedge? Thank you. Uh, you're getting to the time of year. 
Uh, I generally like to wait towards the end of October going into uh, November uh, just to make sure that, you know, they're nice and dry. But this season here, uh, there's no moisture out there anyhow, so I don't see any reason why you can't. Uh, but don't go too deep. Uh, you never want to uh, cut off any more than last year's growth. And you should be fine with trimming an herbivite. Oh, man, I've got to copy this thing. What was it called again? Leaf it, huh? That one's just blowing my mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, okay, uh, yeah, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about today and one of the things I was going to bring up, too. Rake up your leaves. <laughs> now, I get asked a lot of times every year, is it better to rake or mulch in your leaves? Now, it really depends on the soil that you have. If you have a very sandy soil, no, it will not hurt to mulch your leaves because that will turn into compost. It will eventually make its way down to uh, below the uh, grass layer and uh, become a uh, topsoil. But, and there's always got to be that caveat, you know, but... Uh, a lot of types of leaves, oaks especially, maples as well, will turn your soil acidic after a while. So you may have to lime it as well. And that's another part that I wanted to talk about too. But uh, yeah, if you have like a heavy clay soil uh, or a uh, black uh, dirt type uh, topsoil, I wouldn't. I would go ahead and rake that up at that point and not mulch them in. Uh, because it, like I said, it does tend to, uh, turn the soil acidic. Okay. And, uh, I'm sorry. My mind keeps going back to this leaf it thingy that the guy was talking about. Uh, I can't, God, I hope that's a joke, but because otherwise you're going to have a lot of people with dead lawns out there. Uh, okay. We talked about wrapping your plants. Okay, this is time of year to be doing any repairs to your lawn. Uh, you always hear me say don't do them in the springtime because it uh, encourages crabgrass to grow. And so loosening up the soil this time of the year will bring those crabgrass seeds up just like they do in the spring. But guess what? The winter will kill them. And I'm actually going to try something this year. I'm going to be proactive instead of reactive because... Uh, we, you know, put out our share of Halloween and Christmas decorations every uh, season, and we wind up killing up patches of our uh, front lawn. This year, instead of uh, waiting until the spring, I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead, and Caleb's looking at me right now with these eyes like, yeah, you're going to go ahead. Uh-uh, I'm going to be the one doing all the work. You're right. Uh, <laughs> it's great having a son. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do this after we take down the Halloween uh, decorations uh, while before the ground freezes and loosen up the areas that we're going to have the uh, Christmas decorations at and uh, go ahead and reseed it now. Uh, the, by that point, the seed shouldn't sprout anymore, and it would be safe to uh, just, you know, winter over. And it'd be good to go come uh, springtime. Okay, uh, there's a few other things that we do want to talk about taking care of. 
But uh, if you got a question, uh, please go ahead and give me a call. Shoot me a text. Number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914. We're going to take care of a little bit of a little bit of business and some weather, and we will be right back. The Plant Doctor continues after this on Wisdom. Krat Lumber, premium products, superior service since 1948. The Crat Cavalry to the rescue! To the rescue. When it's your home or your name on the project, you want the best material. 3026. That's 1 800 973 3026. Lacrosse's official forecast. And we are up five whole degrees since uh, we did the weather before at the beginning of the show. It is 50 out right now and uh, just a beautiful day outside once you get past, uh, you know, breeziness. Uh, we're going to have west-southwest winds coming out at uh, 10 to 20 miles an hour. But highs are going to get up to around 60 and a bright sunny day. So just a gorgeous fall day. Tomorrow we're looking at another day, a little bit warmer with highs getting up to around 64 and a little bit less winds. Uh, looking out through the rest of the week, we've got a high of 67 Monday and sunny skies. Sunny skies are going to continue on to Tuesday with a high of 74. Hit Wednesday and things might change up a little bit with uh, lows getting or highs uh, only getting up to about 63 and uh, showers uh, throughout the day. I hope we get this rain. We can use it. Uh, Thursday, uh, sun's going to come back out with a high of 52. Friday, a high of 56. And 56 for next Saturday. And we got a couple of callers uh, waiting on hold, so we're going to go ahead and jump right back to the phone lines here. Let's see. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Hi there. Hi, I talked to you a couple weeks ago um, about my lawn, and you had me go out and told, or told me to go out and cut down a little bit to see how much thatch is actually in the lawn. Mm-hmm. I see, like, next to nothing. Okay. So is that something we're doing wrong with the lawn? Because usually we uh, mulch and bag the leaves in the fall, and but during the summer we mulch the grass. We don't pick it up. But still, there's, like, hardly anything in there. Okay, and uh, that can be expected with different types of uh, grass. Uh, rye grass uh, produces very, very little thatch. Bluegrass produces a ton, and uh, fescues are kind of on the in-between. So it's really going to depend on the type of uh, grasses that you have in your lawn and also the conditions. Uh, a thatch is it's a product of a healthy lawn, but just because you don't have it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It could be uh, your soil. Uh, it could be too sandy. Uh, it could be a little bit clay, and uh, you're not getting as uh, you know uh, good a growth uh, there. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, it, again, it's also a product of what type of grass that you have. Okay. Uh, yeah, the the soil it, we we had it resodded quite a few years ago, and they brought in uh, put in four inches of uh, black dirt, which was a dirt clay mix. Mm-hmm. What's underneath that? Uh, straight sand, pretty straight much. Sand. Okay, and that could be your issue right there. Uh, your soil dries out uh, probably uh, pretty quickly, I would imagine. Yeah. And uh, that could be uh, the problem right there, that it's not staying damp enough long enough to produce those aerial roots, which is what the thatch is made out of. Okay? Okay. 
So, so basically, we pretty much need to water more. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, like I said, thatch is a product of a healthy lawn. Now, to try to grow thatch, uh, your lawn, as long as you're uh, given it enough moisture, doesn't necessarily need thatch, though. Uh, okay. between zero, well, between a quarter and a half an inch is optimum. Once you get over that half an inch mark, that's where it starts getting a little bit shaky and it starts working against you. And I've seen lawns with three inches of thatch and you step on the lawn and it's like stepping on a wet sponge. Your foot just goes down inside of it. <laughs> and taking out that much thatch is a bear but uh, that you're probably the first caller I've ever had that wanted to uh, try to grow thatch. Okay. <laughs> most people are like, how do I slow it <laughs> yeah, down? You, you, you walk on our yard, and it's hard. Yeah, and in that it's case, hard. I could see where you would Lumpy want some. with the ants and everything. I could see uh, why you would want a little bit of thatch, because that will make it a little bit softer, too. So, uh, yeah, I'd uh, just pick up on your uh, watering. Uh, Possibly. If that doesn't do it, uh, what I would do uh, next fall maybe is go ahead and overseed with some uh, bluegrass. Uh, that will, uh, because the bluegrass plants themselves will start uh, producing thatch. It may be that you've got a ryegrass lawn. So, you know, that's not uh, going to put out that much thatch at all to begin with. Well, we, we, we did seed last year with ryegrass. Now this fall I have put down... Um, a mix of three different kinds of uh, bluegrass. Okay, very good, very good. The that will probably not uh, germinate the season, though. You got to realize that, but uh, that will help out in itself. Okay. Okay, thank you. You're welcome, Tom. Or I think that was Tom. And good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? Uh, Lorraine. Hi, Lorraine. We got about two and a half minutes left. Okay. Um, just question about milky spore powder. Have you ever heard about that for Japanese beetles? Control. Milkweed spore. Oh, milky spore. Okay. Milky spore. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I thought you said milkweed spore, and that totally <laughs> threw me. It does not work in this area. It and, doesn't? Nope, does not. Uh, milky spore is, we our uh, ground gets uh, too cold and thaws out too frequently. It freezes and thaws, freezes and thaws, and that will kill it. Milky spore is actually a type of fungus that you're going to be seeding your lawn. So Yeah, uh, but wouldn't it work okay in the spring early when the nope. grubs are in the ground right nope. they're hatching? Doesn't and stuff? Work. Wouldn't it attack them then? Doesn't work. You have to allow the uh, fungus to become established before it will work. Oh. Okay. Okay. Okay, yeah. which I have better yeah. news for you. Your best bet is uh, using Grubex, or uh, that's if they're there and present. Uh, there's other products that uh, work as a preventative that you can put down. Uh, anything with imidacloprid as the active ingredient uh, will uh, make the lawn inedible to the uh, grubs. But oh, uh, milky okay. spore is not going to work in this area. It is oh. a... The people on Madison Avenue really push that, and it just doesn't work, to be honest with you. My, sis, my son had plant, did that in his lawn in the cities, but he's right in there, right in town. So maybe it's warmer there that it worked there in him. 
because he, he had them so bad, but now he said it's kind of under control. So. And what I would uh, venture to say, it, it, they're not going to be that. They're not going to be super bad every year. So, oh, really? uh, yeah, so okay. it's more uh, coincidental than anything else that he had in your okay. okay, that's going to take care of the uh, show for this week. We'll be back here next week at 1410 WYZM. And so, and remember, anybody can have a green thumb. Source for news and information. Wisdom is WYZM. Lacrosse, News Talk, 1410 AM. All you need is a can of paint.